This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Evening, welcome to another edition of That Millwall Calling. It's Sunday night, can only mean one thing. It is the uh, Millwall Calling, where myself and Stephen, good evening, Stephen. Good evening, Mickey, you right? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, fella. Um, it's where we take to the air for normally 60 minutes, but tonight we are going to go for two hours, um, purely because I think there's a fair amount to talk of. Um, and also, some of you keep moaning that we're not on there long enough. So, Basically, what we're going to look to do is break it down into a four 30-minute um, segments or there or thereabouts. So this first segment, we're going to be talking about the match yesterday um, and our running coming towards the end of the season with the seven games left and talk a bit about um, the teams around us, where we think they're going to be, who we think they're possibly going to be falling um, out or in. Uh, good evening, David. Good evening, Darren. And then the second, third and fourth, uh, we will be talking about the Neil Harris evening in part. We will be talking about um, some of our players uh, in part. And also we will be talking about a few posts that we posted online this week, which has given us some highly amusing content, um, which we will be doing um probably third or fourth part of this. Um, basically, we posted something on Twitter where we asked for people's opinions um, that you probably wouldn't share, but if you did, um, you'd get yourself in banging trouble for it. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So, anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, if you've not seen us before, thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, we pretty much go off the cuff. There is no script. Um, you pretty much lead us in a direction uh, that we go in. Sometimes it's not the way we want to go. Good evening, Chris. Uh, I think you're the same, Chris. Your video is now live on uh, yes, our yeah. YouTube channel. Um, and it seems to have got good response so far. So, yeah, happy days. Um, right, Stephen, crack on, fella. Uh, thoughts on yesterday's game? Uh very much, I thought it's quite a game of two halves. Sounds a bit stupid. I think first half we we struggled a little bit. Um, they they kind of had us pinged back quite a little bit, and and we we sort of, you know, 
didn't really get to grips with with a couple of their forward players. Um, not necessarily Jed, who I'm sure we'll come on to. Uh, I thought we in parts kept him quite quiet. Second half, it was a, it was a different team. We we should, could and should have perhaps won the game. I think we have to um, we have to take into consideration that whilst winning the game would have been really really good yesterday to to pick up a point when every other team around us that realistically we're in a fight with for the playoffs drop points or didn't even gain any points I think a point was a really really good result I think there were some really strong performances oh, I think there was some really strong performances. Oh, I'm just echoing Mick you no um yeah I thought I thought there were some really good performances from from a couple of middle players I thought there was a couple of disappointing ones as well which I'm sure we'll go into in a little bit further detail but all in all a really good point in a, a tough place to go yeah, no, I think it was a it was a well fought point. Um, I think we could have probably put it away if we wanted to. I think it was just one of those days. Um, we didn't really have a lot of luck, but we had the referee um, on our side for a fair amount. We seemed to get a lot of calls our way, uh, and again, a lot of calls non our way. Um, I mean, I don't know how we managed to get the free kick or get the offside when our player rugby tackled him to the floor, allegedly. Um, but we managed to get the offside for that, which was bizarre. Um, and the a few other decisions. How we fucking missed the elbow to Cresswell, I fucking do not know. The the ref, the thing, what what I've noticed, and there's a, there's a lot of other podcasts, other clubs, people talk about referees. I think there was a, an unhappy West Brom fan that you shared who who made his feelings quite clear on the ref yesterday yeah. um, with us. But we also were on the back end of some terrible decisions. Like Cooper was fouled in the first half; it was a penalty. He was thrown to the floor. Nothing. Bradshaw clearly won the ball. And I know in the grand scheme of things, getting a booking isn't really the be all and end all. But then. If Bradshaw then picks up another booking for something else, like a, a late tackle where he's trying to block the ball, he's sent off for no reason. It, it's it, the, the standard of refereeing is poor. However, the offside, Leonard clearly touches the ball. You can clearly see that it's him that knocks it knocks it down the line. And I think we're very, very lucky to get away with um, with the, the tackle that George Long made. The linesman and the referee massively helped us out. Yeah, yeah. Good evening, Tomo. Tomo's joined us, who used to join us on the um, on the space. He's now hit YouTube. Um, so, yeah, good luck there. Uh, David says it was a good nil-nil game. Um, yeah. Darren says, best game Murray's had for a while. Had Jed in his pocket most of the game. Um, when, he's, when Billy fully fit, would you start? Uh, we'll come to that in a minute. Um... Well, the, the point that I think it was a good game for a nil-nil. There wasn't loads of chances, but there were chances for for both teams. And look, at this stage of the season, if you if you if you pick up points and the teams around you don't, it's a good day. I think a lot of yep, people would yep. have been a lot of people would have taken a point beforehand, and especially with everyone else losing, a point now seems a really really good result going into a home game. Yeah. I... <laughs> It does, I mean, I do. It just feels, it feels like a few points were dropped. 
we could, you know, I mean, if you look at the teams around us, by the way, um, if anyone's looking, normal cup tonight, no fucking stitch me ups, um, perfectly normal cup. But yeah, I mean, I just think if you look at the clubs around us, they seem to be getting wins when we don't. Um, and I agree, I agree with what Danny's just come in with there. Um, Danny's come in with the, you know, Luton on Friday is a massive game now. Mm, yeah. It's a must win. There is no fucking about now. It has to, we have to win that game. Uh, it, it's very tricky because Norwich play Blackburn on Friday and they're the two teams that are directly now below us. I know Blackburn on goal difference. So both of them can't pick up points. So And there's a lot of games where lots of teams in the top six are facing against each other. I said it, I said it yesterday before the game that I thought four wins would be enough to see us in the top, to see us in the top six, um, because I think you'd get a, a point as well along the way. So that's that would see us take thirteen points from twenty-one. Yeah. With, with now the four-point gap, that means other teams would have to take eighteen from twenty-one. It it, it they're not going to do that because they've got to play each other. So we've got four home games. You win all four home games, you make the top six. So uh, again, I don't think it's, I don't think it's do or die on Friday, but again, it's another game where if we avoid defeat, then we're really, really in a strong position. And I don't know if you've just seen, but a notification has just come up, not Millwall related, that um, Chelsea have sacked Graham Potter. Which I'm really? surprised that. Yeah, it's just I've just got the thing come up on Sky. Yeah, they've sat around Potter. Wow, I didn't see that coming. And that quote, um, yeah, Danny, it's it's Burnley is um, Blackburn's. Oh, Simon's already beat me too. Yeah, it's Blackburn, and they play it uh, the third to last game. Blackburn's last three games now are Burnley, Luton, and Millwall. So if they're going to do it, they're going to do it the hard way. Which is going to be a bit of a hard one, isn't it? Mm. I mean, that's it's not the easiest of of fucking of going, is it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think Blackburn are the team. Blackburn are the team. I think are perhaps worried the most. My right. dad has just made a comment. West Brom had one ten out of the last. Oh, is yeah, that my man? Is it? That is my dad. Yeah. And he, uh, of course, I'm going to agree with him, but that's true as well. I didn't know that before the game yesterday. Ten wins out of eleven, I think, as well to back that up. They had only conceded three goals at home since their manager took over. So, okay, yeah, I know we didn't score, but it it, it, it was always going to be a tough ask yesterday. So to come away with that was was very good. I think the there was a. A post. Um, can you you can get to the comments as well, can't you? I can see the I can see them come up. Yeah. Yeah. Can you click on them as well, though, or not? Uh, let me try one. There. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can put them up as well if I'm not yeah, yeah. paying attention uh-huh. to a degree. So yeah, that's fine. Um, I think. I think yesterday was definitely. Points dropped, but not in a bad way, if that makes sense. It was a well-thought-out draw and a draw what pretty much we needed. They did. They needed the win. Yeah. So we stopped them getting the win, which is, you know, which was it was great. Um, 
we may Jed and we come on to the Jed topic uh, a, a bit later on. So stay around if you want to get vocal with Jed. Um, I just listen. As long as the teams around us, we beat them or we draw with them, it don't really matter, does it? it you, I think you you have to win four games. If you can win four games as soon as possible, great. That that's that would be that would be the way to go about it. But I don't think I don't think if you draw if we draw against Luton on Friday, I it's not the end of the world. And they're in they're they're in good form. They're I don't know how. I mean, I didn't see it, but I've, I've seen on Twitter and been told that Luton played Watford off the park in the first half on Saturday. They absolutely annihilated them. So I'm not saying that they're going to be able to come to the den and do that, but they obviously are confident. So that if we win, if if we win on if we win on Friday, that really would put us in a strong position. But a point would take them there would still be would still be. Um, still be good and as Chris, Chris, uh, Christopher Ballard it is in our hands and that's all you can ask for it, 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 the players have got it in their own destiny so I mean the table stands at the moment with Luton is that Luton's on 67 points um, and we're obviously on 61 uh, fifth place uh, on goal difference um, because obviously Blackburn has got zero goal difference and then Norwich is on 57 so, you know, Coventry on 57, West Brom on 56, 56. I think pretty much, give or take a few, uh, hopefully we don't, but I think pretty much that is, I think that's pretty much going to be the final table to a degree, don't you? As long as we don't fuck it up too badly. I mean, Norwich needs to win two games. West Brom's got a game in hand, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter because they'll still be behind us. Yeah. Still with they, and their game in hand is, is is like Blackburn's. It's the third to last game, so by that time it could mean nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, these I, comments. These no, comments just... are coming in fast and furious now, mate. Um, we're getting more and more of you joining, so welcome, um, welcome to the show. So, um, basically, if you're not seen this before, we do this every Sunday night. Me and Stephen um, are really sad we have no life. We decide to spend an hour or two two tonight uh, due to popular demand of just pretty much chewing the fat over Millwall. This show will be going out as a podcast uh, throughout the week. And obviously, um, it only really takes place because of your comments. Um, obviously, if you're watching it on YouTube... Uh, then you get to see the comments too. Unfortunately, there are quite a few of them coming in, um, so we won't be able to reply to them all or, or even read them all out. Um, there is one. And then we'll go from there. Go on, we'll go with there that one, one first, where it's where your old man again has said home form is key to top six finish. It is, but it's also key because over the last couple of weeks, our home form hasn't been as good as it may seem because the then might have been a fortress, but... We were drawing a few. We lost to Norwich. We lost to Huddersfield. That point is the one I was going to come on to. That Huddersfield, the the players, everyone was so downbeat after Huddersfield. It was a terrible result. They scored four past Middlesbrough, who are supposedly one of the best team or the most informed team in the Championship. So, you, I think people have got to realise that if you lose a game, especially when it's still in your hands, and I'll say this now, we are going to lose another game, at least another game this season. 
it's, it is going to happen. We it, it just will. We're not going to win all seven games. It's just about making sure that if that does happen, you then win a game straight after it. And as, as I say, the, the home form, you win your four home games, you make the top six. There's a question. No, exactly. There's a question then for early on for tonight. There is going to be plenty of questions coming out tonight for the audience, but here's one for you. Um, who was your man in a match on Saturday? Uh, David says his was Cooper. Um, who is yours? Uh, Potter to Leicester. I wouldn't laugh. It could, could absolutely happen. But he's probably got a massive financial payout and he probably won't need to go anywhere for a while. Um, he might even go somewhere else, a bit lower league. Could go Crystal Palace. Um, yep, you've ripped that. How does uh, Zion Fleming is much better than Wallace? Yeah, I think we've got the better end of the bargain there. Uh, and again, we'll come on to our thoughts on um, on uh, Jed Who in a bit. Um, these these comments are flying. I have to them. agree. George, George Savile, there, there's a lot of people voting for George Savile. And I know it's, it's obvious that he's probably my favourite player in the current squad at the moment, but he was phenomenal yesterday. And his tackle... Yes, he did. Went on the counter, on the count yeah. when they were away, and he just absolutely hacked the guy. We're we're one of the only clubs that one of our players could do that, and the entire away support clapped him. Every yes. and they started singing his name because he took someone out. It, him and Leonard, him and Leonard were absolutely brilliant yesterday. Yeah, I mean, yes, Jed did clap our fans at the end. He come down and uh-huh. and do it. There was some rumor that allegedly. He was going to be wearing a shirt, but I don't know if that's fucking... Uh, I think that's just a wind-up, to be fair. Uh, you know where it's come from. Uh, and there you go, you've got to mention. So, yeah. Um, let's hope it's a... I think that's supposed to be good. Do this good. Is good Friday, isn't it? Yeah. Um, disagree, we will not lose any more. Wow, Richard, that's a bold statement. No, um, I would love to be wrong there. I would absolutely love to be wrong. But realistically, I don't see us going unbeaten for the next seven games. But it'd be great if, if, if we do. Do you think we'll miss Cresswell? I don't know if he's out. Is he out for a game or is he wearing a mask? Well, I don't know. Some players do wear a mask, don't they? He he, he comes across as the sort that would want to play and that would wear mm. a mask. But I don't know what the rules are if, there's, if he has to miss a game or two. Or, QPR. QPR manager, we never fucking forget you, you dirty bastard. Fucking what you done to Tony Craig. Um, but I did like the video of you with the uh, with the hacker man, mate. That made you look like a cunt you really are. So that was brilliant. And it's always nice to see the forums of QPR going in absolute meltdown. Uh, I've got a couple of pals who are QPR, mate, and they are in meltdown. Look, they're so shit. But it's really good. Um, Savile all day long. Good evening, Ricky. Hope you're well. Um, yeah, or Creswell, I would have said. It's in our hands now. We can't fuck up. No, we can't. Uh, Ryan Leonard and Charlie Creswell. Ryan Leonard was great yesterday. Yeah, he was. He really was. It, it's going to be unfortunate because he's going to be um, he's going to be the one that misses out for Billy Mitchell. But that's what that's why you have a squad. That's why you know when Mitchell's not been there, Leonard's had to step up, and I think he has. Yeah. So we're getting quite a few for Savile, Creswell. Uh, Lenny and Savile, man on the match for me, thoroughly 
uh, thought they were immense. Okay, Alex, you can't have two men in the match. You can only have one. Who are you going with? Uh, Potter to Spurs. They love an ex-Chelsea manager. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Creswell is our future captain if we can sign him. I don't think that's far from the truth there, mate. Uh, do you think we'll miss Creswell now as he's injured? Uh, I think we will miss him if he's not playing. But again, I don't think we really fully understand uh, everything. Yeah, I agree with you, Ricky. I think they will. Christ, Plus we caught up with the comments. Uh, do you know if Fleming's injured because of that landing on his neck head? Uh, I've not seen anything yet. Have you? No, but at the end of the game, I didn't spot this as so I was there with my my dad, and he noticed that one of the I think one of the players went up to um, Fleming, went to put his arm around him, and Fleming sort of pushed him away and was sort of gesturing that his shoulder he was struggling with it. Hmm. And if that's the case, he's only got four days or so to to I don't know I don't know, but um, and with Cresswell on the on the subject, do I think I've missed Cresswell? He's been really really good. His replacement will be the cl our club captain. It shouldn't. It shouldn't impact us as much as what uh, you know. There's been a lot of talk about it and stuff. It's it's Sean Hutchinson coming back in. Uh, yeah, Cresswell will be a miss because he's been very good. But you've got to back Hutchinson to be able to come in and, and perform at the level that he can. You ha he, 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 at this stage of the season, he is do or die. And I think he he would like Cresswell would put his body on the line to to get us over the line. Yeah, yeah. Savile again. Alex says it's Savile for his challenge. Um, do you know what? I'm going to need to do this soon on a fucking touch screen. I think I'm going to have to invest in a touch screen laptop so I can just go pop, just pop, gonna pop, 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 pop. Put that one. Oh, hold on, I'm just going to put this one back on the screen. I since Long has been in the team, we've looked more solid. I think he's one of the best keepers. In the championship, I think we need to read the comments out to a degree because if you're listening on podcast, yeah, you'll be you going, can. "What the fucking hell did he say? I can't understand." So, yeah, we we give that. So, yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on that, then, Stephen? I agree. I saw the other day, and I don't want to come on to the opinions just yet, but one of the things that I saw off the back of that was um, that Long is only hated because he's not Bart. And everybody loved Bart. And to an extent, I think that's true. I think there's the, the people that 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 loyalty that people they 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 want to see Bart in goal. But I, I actually think if if George Long could just come out and catch the ball rather than punch it, he would be top draw. But other than that, he's been he's been very solid, very solid. Yeah. Um... There's another good question for you. Creswell and Fleming injured. Who comes in on Friday? Hutchinson and Romain SA for me. I'd play SA just off of off of Bradshaw. I think he's capable to do it. And if you didn't want to give him that that responsibility of filling Fleming's boots, you put Honeyman just off of Bradshaw and you play SA out wide. Yeah. That's, that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh it's great to have a backup in Hutchinson if Cresswell is out. Absolutely, that's what you just said. Hutchinson was at fault for the goal against Luton. Fuck me, people don't forgive, do they? Um, just in case you haven't actually seen um, Cresswell's injury from um, Saturday, that's what he posted on his um, Instagram. Um, 
I think, to be fair, that's the same eye he got done when he got kicked in the face, wasn't it? I can't remember. It might be. It might be. He's taken a bit of a battering since he's been with us, hasn't he? Yeah. Andy yeah. Carroll got hold of him a couple of times to get his red in a few weeks ago and all. Yeah. It's quite good with him sitting there. It looks as if he's actually getting involved in the show, doesn't it? But, you know, contractual <laughs> abuse. Um, I'll take that off um, and then go from there. So, yeah, I mean, so what's your thoughts? Uh, any more comments you have on the game? Um, and also, he's injured, mate. Alex, he's injured. Um, the Irish lad is injured and could be out. It's growing, isn't it? I think it's growing. Yeah, he could be out for a while, uh, the rumour has it. Um, he possibly might not even come in this season. But speaking to people in the know, they reckon that he's probably going to take two seasons before he's he's going to come on to something. But he is a, a prospect in the making. Um, but again, you know... Now, I don't know who you are, Grassroots TV. I don't know. Are you are you Millwall Grassroots TV? Or are you just a football fan as whole who found us? Um, let us know that because it it's an interesting, um, this is an interesting point. I don't think, and it's probably something what we'll come on to on a bit later on where we talk to it in more detail, but I don't think I can remember a manager at Millwall being more positive about potential getting into the playoffs than what Gary's and, and the team are currently. I think it's an absolute pressure... Breath, breath of fresh air that we're looking that way uh-huh. rather than looking that way. Because the problem is, is that for many a year, we've always had, we need 50 points and we're safe. We need 50 points and we're safe. And we're all thinking, we fucking need 80 points. Let's go for the playoff place. And if we fail it and we finish seventh, great. But let's not look at, you know, keeping ourselves out of relegation because that should be the least of our worries. We should be playing well enough to sit higher up the table. Um, And what's your thoughts on there? Because then I'm going to throw a question at you. I think Gary Rowett has come in and I reckon he's just got pissed off with having the underdog title thrown at him. He... He didn't take a job. He did not take a job in the championship to just to just sit around mid-table. He come in to try and improve us. That's what he does. Burton was a project. To a certain extent, I think Birmingham was a project. Admittedly, he had them in the playoffs, but that was a whole different story with the owner. And I think Rowett, I think Rowett is really starting to understand the fans and the club. I really think he's he's now he's something's clicked with him. He's realised he's got to get the fans on board. He's realised how important the fans are and what difference that makes. And it is there's no there's no surprise that since the message has changed from Rowett, we sold out Luton, we sold out Reading, we sold out QPR, we sold out West Brom. No doubt on on um, the bank holiday Monday, we're probably going to take an army up to Hull, which is miles away. But uh, you know, but it's because Rowett his his mindset is. As you say, a breath of fresh air. It is, it is positive. And I know, I know people will say he's maybe not necessarily as positive on the pitch. And there was a couple of fans around me yesterday saying, "Oh, Rowett should be going for it. We should be doing this and we should be doing that." This was in the 85th minute. In the 85th minute, you would take a point away from home anywhere against anyone in the top 
anyone in the top eight or nine, you, you would. So I, I think there's still a little bit of with him that people think he's negative, but I don't I don't think he is where the club's concerned. I think he is trying to drive us forward. He is taking us forward off the field. He is taking us forward on the field. And I think people really should, and that as if they haven't already, should start getting behind him. Yeah. There's a comment for you there, Mickey. Yeah, I know. I saw that in a minute. Yeah. Um, and I've got a feeling I think I know who it is now. But yeah, listen, uh, the question to you about Rowett and the question to everyone watching is, did Gary think that we weren't, we were, Did was Gary's impression of us more of the stereotypical press bullshit what's always written about us? And now he sees that, as a fan base, we pretty much probably give well over a hundred grand a year to, to to charities. What never gets fucking reported. We are pretty much a family that you know we will support you if you understand us. And I think now that with him being forced to play the back four instead of the back five, I know we rank on about it, but it is a fact that now. It's getting the fans on. There's a there's a there's a feel good factor around Millwall. I still don't think, and maybe we come to it, you know, in one of the other sessions coming on. But I still don't think that we've got the Millwall crowds what we want there. We want that no. horrible, yeah, yeah. nasty, bastard fucking crowd. What we had at Huddersfield and all of that, where you know we'll talk about what Neil says um, in a little while. But we need that crowd rather than full of tourists. But, you know, you can't have it both ways. Um, but I think that's pretty much what's dawned on him. He's seen those full houses. He's starting to feel what happens. Um, once he gets to Wembley, if we get to Wembley, he'll suddenly understand what 40,000, 50,000 um, Millwall fans sound like. Um, and, yeah, I'd probably bring a new pair of trousers if I was you, Gary, because <laughs> you will shit a brick, mate. We are probably the loudest fans out there. I don't think he was, I don't think he was influenced by the the media and the press. I think what Chris has just said there, if he, if he thought it was as bad, he probably wouldn't have taken the job. And I, I won't come on, I, I'm going to mention the Harris, the Neil Harris night, but not, I won't go into too much detail because we'll come on to that. But Neil Harris made a point of saying that, obviously he was a Millwall man, so he took the job, he understood it, he understood it from day one. He knew what it took to to be successful at Millwall. Gary Rowett isn't a Millwall fan. He, no. it, it is a job. It is his job. He yeah. is paid to manage the football club. But now I think he he's it's as you say, the full house is the the instance where we, we did a minute we did a minute clap, didn't we, for a little girl a few weeks. Yeah. I can't remember the girl, I can't remember the, the family's name, but they did a clap for her. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, and they did other, they've done other stuff. You have all the charity events that go on. And I think Rowett's thought to himself, I think he's buying into it. I'm not saying he's becoming a Millwall fan. He's not. It, 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 when he leaves, it, it'll just be another job. But I think he's appreciating just what a unique club we are and he's buying into it. Right, let's get through some of these comments before we end this section and move on to um, some other topics. Um, don't think West Brom fans will sing Mill oh. getting battered song to us. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We're five points ahead of them and we're in the playoffs and they're not. It's a ridiculous song. Yeah, he's uh, Millwall. Will Billy and Tyler be back on Friday? Is Tyler fit again? I think he is, isn't he? But possibly. I think Mitchell probably. I don't know about Fury, but I think Mitchell will be in the squad. Could be the best kept secret. Suddenly put them on and then go from there. This is an interesting one from Alex. And again, I'd like to get other people's views on this who are, who are uh, watching us along, get involved in the comments. Um, in fact, do you know what? We will. We will post that in a minute. Uh, I will post a link. So if you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome to come on. If you don't want to come on, listen, it's a bit like we're, we're, we're use this like Twitter spaces. If you want to come on, just don't switch your camera on. Or if you want to come on with your with the video, switch your camera on. If not, just don't switch your camera on and we'll just get your voice. It's easy to do. Um, when you come into the studio and you click in, it will say, do you want to authorise video and, and mic? You can just authorise mic. Don't do video. We're not fussed. Um, same rules apply. You pretty much say whatever you want. Just don't libel anyone. And if you're coming on to be a bell end, we do have a dump button and we can drop you faster than Katie Price's knickers. So um, there is no issue there at all. So um, is there a danger Essie could be just an impact stub and not a starter? No, not for me. He's 17 years old. Uh, I think their club. I think Rowett and the club are being really cautious with yeah. him, which I, I don't understand how Rowett. Could, this is it. One thing I would say with him is that he said in an interview before the international break that he expected SA to be a starter for him next season. Yeah. What is the difference between starting him now and starting him next season? There isn't. There is, I, I mean, I've heard a rumor about that, and I think you. We've talked about this on the group. Um, there is a rumour that he was he was signed up because potentially they can see him being snapped up by mm. a Premiership club, um, which makes sense because we don't want to be done like we did with Lovelace. Um, so we get him signed, get him a few games under his belt. That way, there there'd be a much bigger fee for him, um, and that'll be you know we'll have to wait and see which way it goes. But yeah, I I think he's going to have a regular place in the team. I don't think he's going to be an impact sub, but I think at the moment is being used for that because of the legs of the players. I think it makes sense that, you know, the teams are playing a lot of football. All teams are playing a lot of football at the moment and bringing him on at 60, 65 minutes, all of a sudden he can put, you know, he can scare the life out. You you imagine putting in, you know, bringing him and Tyler on, um, you know, at 60, 65 minutes, all of a sudden he's going to put the fear of life into, mm. into defences. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Neil Harris's favourite saying, we need 50 points. Absolutely. Um, there's an interesting one, Christopher. Christopher Ballard. Hmm. 
Um, any relation to Ballard? Because um, I know there's a few that follow our channel. Um, are you or have you been a row it out? And has that changed? Or are you still a row it out and just think that he's, you know, Biden is luck at the moment? I'll be interested if anyone will come out um, and say it, then yeah, it'll be good. Grassroots, I see your comment, fella. Um, I'm not going to put it up. Um, don't think I need to because uh, it's more directed personally to me than um, anyone else. And uh, yeah, hope Gary Rowett uh, will show more courage other than that great manager. Mm -hmm. uh, can you elaborate on what you mean by more courage? Do you mean playing more attacking or, um, or, or, or what do you mean? Um, if Mill will go up, do you call Gary Rowett a legend? Oh, that we'll come back to that in in the next part because there's a couple of legend legend conversations coming up on that, that one. So we'll that do that. So without spoiling anything, that could also be the comment. Of yeah. So far, but we'll yeah, come on to yeah. that. We'll come on to that. Yeah. Um, I think he's in the circle now, not just looking in. Yeah, that's. A, I think so. Rowett. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's that is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, I think if he thought we were as bad as the press make us out to be, he wouldn't have taken the job. Um, to be fair, I think he likes a challenge and he could see the players we had and the potential, I think. So, yeah. Uh, don't worry, that horrible atmosphere will be coming starting Friday against Luton. Hope so. I am there with the family. Um, the board and manager are gradually changing the mindset of the club. There is a fine line to be what? Horrible cunts. Is it? Is it a guess? Is it a guess? Um, Gary Rowett saw us as a stepping stone in the beginning, in my opinion. Had a really good, tough time during COVID, playing behind closed doors. But since having us back, Gary has said, quote, I think the world of them. Uh, never been big on Ryan Leonard. I thought you. I thought I, I read that as rugby league for some reason. I don't. I, I really don't know why. And I'm not a rugby man. But yeah, hey ho. Never been big on um, Ryan Leonard, but be hard to drop him for Billy Mitchell. There's a. There's a another question for the uh, for you lot watching. Uh, would as an ex player row it, fuck off to Leicester before Friday. Wow. Wow. Um, if if Gary Rowett's got any sense, Leicester are nowhere near what they were. Nowhere near. They, they, their bubble was massively burst. And I think if you want to swap a potential playoff push for a relegation battle, he'd be an idiot. I think it would say a lot about the man if he did that. Um, Phil the Dent, yeah. Support that. I was Rowett out. When he was playing five at the back, uh, the draws were killing. Yeah, we loved that. We we started putting out the old Jaws poster every time he got a draw. That was quite comical. Uh, should Watmore get a starting place? Right, we're going to carry that one on after this. Um, basically, we're going to kick him from the end of this one now and go into part two. Um of the show in a second. I just need to find a video I'm going to play. Um, 
Which video is... Have I got the right video? I think I have. If not, it's going to be a mistake. We're going to drop out. Basically, the next video you see is of a podcast who is up for the same awards we are. Uh, this is from a uh, class in um, in Wolves. And I think I might have played the wrong one. You might have to ad lib here. Um, you might have to ad lib. Let's just see if it's the right one or the wrong one here now. Uh, but it's a, basically, it's a podcast run uh, by a teacher um, using autistic kids, uh, what he teaches, and they basically interview um, famous people and stuff, and he's up for an award, and he's just going to tell us a bit about it. I said I'll give him a plug, and hopefully some people can uh, can vote for him. Let's uh, click this and see whether or not it's right or wrong. It's wrong. Carry on. Talk for a minute, Stephen. I'm going to find the right um, one and then come back to it on the subject of mickey talking about the awards um we are still um up for an award ourselves in the the soccer category obviously it's a worldwide award uh, i'm sure we'll post the link into the chat so you guys can, can drop us a vote um we're up against sky sports talk sport all kinds of huge um, footballing shows. But if you haven't voted for us already, or if you've got a second email account or 55 email accounts and want to vote for us multiple times, um, we'll get the link out. Obviously, it's been um, it's quite cool to be nominated. It'd be even cooler to win, which we may not. But um, if you can if you can vote for us, that would be very much appreciated, and we'll get the link out. Yeah, we are we are up against Sky Sports, BT, etc., uh, etc. Et so um, yeah, we're you know, we don't really stand a chance, but hopefully uh, you will give us a vote. The link's there. Right. We're going to click on this video and then we'll be back straight after this. It's about 40, 50 seconds. Have a watch and see what you think. It's a good thing what he's doing, mate. Good thing you're doing. I'm here at the home of Wolves, the Millennium. And I just want to say thank you so much for giving the TWS Sports Podcast a shout out on your podcast. Really, really appreciate it. So a little bit about the TWS Sports Podcast. We're based here in Wolverhampton. And we're a podcast which is hosted by autistic students from a special school here at Wolverhampton. And each week we chat to famous sportsmen and women. We've had some great guests on, such as Connor Cody, Matt Letizia, Harry Redknapp, Sam Allardyce, Sir Clive Woodward, Nasser Hussein, Steve Waugh, lots of other great sportsmen and women. So the podcast is hosted by autistic students. So the podcast was set up to teach our students key skills, such as communication, develop confidence, develop social skills. So each week they host a podcast and speak to our guests and do a great job. So we're up for a Sports Podcast Award, like you mentioned. So if you could head over to the Sports Podcast Awards and look at the best equality and social impact category and drop us a vote, we will really appreciate it. So please check out the TWS Sports Podcast. Thank you. There we go. Um, just look, I, I, I said I'd give him a plug. Um, it's, uh, it's a cracking, it's a cracking in incentive what he's doing and a cracking idea what he's doing. And it's, it's great. So let's kick in with part two then. Uh, we're going to lead with, um, we're going to lead with talking about the Neil Harris, um, evening we went to this week. And then, uh, we'll give you time to think, um, pretty much about the, is if Gary Rowett gets us promoted, we'll come back to this on part three. Um, if Gary Rowett was to get us promoted, 
would that make him a legend? And also, we'd we'd like to get your thoughts on uh, on Jed Wallace as well. Um, what he did on Saturday, and also, um, is he a legend in your eyes, or just done a job? Um, you know, I think we we'll express our views there in a bit, but. Um, Wednesday night last week, myself, Stephen, and the whole of the pod team, uh, we went and saw Neil Harris uh, do an evening with, yes, it was in the middle of nowhere. Um, and the reason for that is that they're trying to make friends in Kent. So they raised, I think, about four and a half grand for a local food mm-hmm. bank, wasn't it? About yeah. that? Yeah. It was um, about two and a half grand on the auction. Uh, there was a couple of personal items from Neil's personal collection when he auctioned off. And uh, and a raffle and and everything else. Um, personally, I would say it was a great evening. Uh, just just so you know, I'll put the the link if you want to come on here in part three. Um, the link is there now. So uh, yeah, if you if you fancy coming on in part three, then uh, just click the link and we'll uh, we'll get you on. So yeah, Stephen, your your views on uh, on Wednesday night with Neil Harrison. Should we just come on with the with the prize what we've been given first? Otherwise, we're not doing our due diligence really there, are we? Yeah. Before um, we get into that, before we get into yep. that, Mickey's got a um, Mickey's got a Neil Harris inspired prize to uh, to show you all. So we've got a print on this. It'll be you can either have it in an A4, I'm told, or an A5. Uh, it's a new company starting up called Pitchside Prints. They are on Instagram. They are on uh, Twitter. Give them a follow. Uh, they do um, football players. Um, they are going to be doing a lot of Millwall players. Um, obviously, if you are lucky enough to win, you will have this without the um, logos across. But I know how you lot work, that if I put it up without uh, watermarks, you'd save the screen and basically click it all in and yeah, you'll be you'll be beating them to their job. So... Um, We've decided that what we're going to do is we're going to look and uh, and pick the best comment of the evening, and you, that lucky person, will be winning this print um, for your office, office desk, front room, bedroom wall, wherever you're going to want to put it, mate. Um, but that print is available to you for posting the best comment. So come on in, tell us about Wednesday night. What was your views? How did you I, think it was run? I thought it was run quite well. Um, I thought the the questioning initially from it was Max, wasn't it? Max McLennan from yeah. from from the club asking um, Neil the questions was was really good, insightful. He spoke about all of his career, it, you know, manager player. Even obviously he's at Gillingham now, isn't he? he? Touched a little bit on that, which I thought was important to do because it's. It was it was right it was right to do that. I know it was a Millwall evening, but you know he's still a manager. He's still you know a professional, so it's right to to comment on that. He was honest. I think he was and and open with every every conversation. Um, he spoke very passionately and very um, again honest about the time and the decision uh, to leave the club as a manager. I thought that section was was absolutely brilliant you know he he knew he'd his time was up he had no interest in the financial gain he wasn't waiting to be sacked um the board tried to for those uh, there might be a few that were there so i'm obviously repeating this but the board tried to change harris's mind they tried to speak it you know to get him to stay 
Um, and one of the sort of terms for, for him leaving was that he helped find the new manager, which we all kind of knew that he'd, he'd spoke to Gary Rower anyway, but it was the board that asked him to, to get involved in that in that process. But he spoke of, obviously, the, the cancer and, and, and the goal at Watford and, and things like that. I mean, but... we, don't, we can't obviously go into too much because I don't know no. if the club's going to release a video or whatever, but what we can do is that, uh, luckily enough, three of our, three of our team were lucky enough to ask questions that night, including you. Yes. So, what was your question to Neil, and what was your reply? We're more than happy to. We can speak about that, and we can speak about the other guys. Um, so, yeah, what was your what was your question, and um, and what did he give you as a reply? My question was around Steve Morrison because he spoke about him very well. I thought um, as a friend of his, and I asked Neil what it was like to go from being a teammate of, of Morrison to being effectively his boss and did Morrison make it easy for him or was it tricky or, or difficult and Harris was honest he, he said that Morrison and Tony Craig who also fits into that category were were his generals his his uh, change of room generals they they run the dressing room they sorted out all issues for him they made it easy for him so I think Harris, he's the sort of bloke, isn't he? He's honest and upfront, and even though they were his mates, he was the gaffer, and, and they kind of did what he needed them to do. I think the good question from us, again, one of the questions from from, from our pod, what asked the question was, Omar asked a, a very tricky first question, and that question was, why did Tony Craig get the uh, armband at Wembley mm over Morrison and I thought that it was answered very honestly um, yeah the, the answer, tell us what the yeah, answer but, was yeah but I was going to say for the benefit of for the, the listeners how, he didn't actually think about it did he he just thought no. Craig's club captain so we this is this is the kind of protocol it was only I think after he realised that he said didn't he that Morrison's boy had been excited to walk out with Morrison at Wembley in the build-up to the game. And it was only then he realised that he had a little bit of an issue. Now, Harris said in his own words that he didn't think that the two of them didn't fall out. There wasn't a rift. There wasn't an argument, which, OK, fair enough. Like, we, we take his word for it. But he did say that Morrison, it did have an impact on Steve Morrison because Morrison didn't play well that day. Yeah. Um and then obviously the next year went back and obviously That was an interesting but... point what you said about there, didn't he? You said that Morrison didn't play well that game and he knew he didn't. And that was basically when they got there the following year, that was all all the prep they needed was that they didn't want that feeling mm. of losing again. Yeah. So he he it was a good thing because some of the things what he came out with was one thing he came out with was um two bits. One about Huddersfield, but we'll come back to that one. But about as a footballer, you get, you know, before a ball's even kicked in the morning of a game, you know whether or not you're going to win that or not. You have that feeling. Mm. And he said that he knew we were going to win that second one. And, it, you know, the players all knew and, and they were going to go out and do it. Uh, and they did go out and do it uh, and won. And he also says that you can smell at Millwall when it's when evil's in the air, yeah, and he's he rates uh the Huddersfield playoff game as one of the most or one of the best atmospheres at the den he's ever been involved in. 
the the comment that he made actually that what I found really amusing was he said he looked in the crowd and it was all adults. He said he yeah. couldn't see kids. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. see kids. It was just all adults basically screaming it. And I think he said, didn't he, that the he looked up at the clock after 25 seconds, the ball went out for a throw-in, and yeah. the Huddersfield defender went, oh, can you go and get the ball, mate? Because one of the Millwall fans had it in their hand, and Harris went, go get yourself. And they didn't want it. And we knew that. I mean, if you look back at that game now, you can see the Huddersfield players just froze. They were completely done before a ball had been kicked. But but um, it's amazing to hear it from a player's perspective, just how much that atmosphere meant to him and how much the players knew they were, they were walking out knowing they were going to win that game. Yeah, no, definitely. I do hope that the club puts it out as a as a video or something, you know, whether or not mm. they put it on their TV, put it behind a paywall or whatever, because it's an interesting insight. Um, I know they have the mentality sometimes at the club of going, well, you know, it's there for the people who paid and we don't want it. But, you know, at some point it'll be good to have clips from it because I think there were some good um, good stories there and everything mm. else um, what come. So without ruining too much, great night. If any more come up, make sure you attend. Absolutely. Um, you know, there are some good mill memorabilia bits on on auction and raffles and stuff. Um and also, it was good. Should we crack back on with these comments before they kill us? Because there's just, there's going to be a mountain of them. So, um, right, if you want to get involved with the um, Rowett, if Rowett gets us into the Premiership, will he become a legend? Uh, and we'll start again going through these comments. Uh, should Watmore get a starting place? What's your views on that one, Stephen? Uh before yesterday, yes. After yesterday, not so sure. He, wow. he, I don't know. There's something about him that someone said in the ground yesterday, and I had support that was near me, said that, that Duncan Watmore reminds them of a bit of Jed Wallace, all hustle and bustle and wanting to get involved and wanting to do something, but never really knowing if he was actually going to. I think it's a little bit harsh on Jed because Jed did have that little bit of quality that, that did see him score quite a few goals for us. But what more... I don't know if he's... Uh, I don't know if he's best off starting or an impact sub, but after yesterday, I would perhaps take him out of the firing line from Friday. Maybe bring him on, but I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't start him. OK, Mark, good Friday. The team will need us as the 12th man make some noise. Couldn't fucking disagree with uh-huh. you more. I couldn't disagree... Couldn't agree with you more there. Okay, no, I can't get the words out. More courage for Gary Rowett. Um, starting with more attacking formations, making substitutes early essay. Yeah. Um, Rowett's reputation has taken a big knock. Need to clock up some achievement with us to salvage it before moving on again. But loves it here. Um, Gazza London. You the same Gazza with the website. Just, um, just thought I'd ask that. Uh, I think hope he will have learnt from his Stoke experience before jumping ship again. I think you're probably right. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Leicester will go for Potter. I think Leicester will go for Potter, um, potentially. Uh, Stephen, you should have asked him about that frame yeah. team photo. Yeah. For those that, without spoiling it, um, Chris and I had a conversation about a piece of memorabilia that he has. Go and check out his Who Are You? Um, and you'll be able to understand what that comment relates to. And yes, Chris, I should have asked that question, but I completely forgot. Maybe tell me off air, and I'll um, I'll ask it because I am mm. gonna 
um, see him again soon um, for something else. So, yeah. Uh, Gary out and the squad will be legends if we go up. Will they, though? All of them? That's... Uh, uh, you see, for me, legends are thrown around so fucking easy. Let, let's, let's jump into it. Right? I've said it before and I'll say it again. Jed Wallace is not a fucking legend. Never will be, never has been. He was a good player and he brought some moments of absolute greatness to the team when he was playing for us. But he got paid a shitload of money to do a job. Um, But he's definitely, definitely, definitely not legend material. Stephen, agree or disagree? 100% agree. Excellent. If you disagree with us, um, let us know in the comments. But I do think it's an age thing. If you're under 25, I'll, I'll go with. I think you probably will see him as a legend. Um, but those above I think probably won't see him as a legend. The word I would use for Jed Wallace, I would say he's a bit more of a, of a hero, a maverick. You see, what I, I, I posted not a, that not yesterday. Not a legend. Not a legend. I posted that yesterday, hero or villain. And, you know, people are going, well, he's not a hero, he's not a villain, he's... he's you know, he, he is what it is, but I don't know. We'll come on to that in a bit when we do the Twitter stuff in a, in a little while. Um, if Gary Routes gets us promoted and keeps us in the Premiership, Gary Rowett will become a Millwall legend. Yeah. A legend, not automatically. Is Gray, is George Graham a Millwall legend? Rowett's similar to him. I would say George Graham isn't. A Millwall legend. I think. I think he put the process in place, but then jumped ship to Arsenal, didn't he? And Dockett's. Personally, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say. Well, you know, throw it back out to you, some of the older guys. Is George Graham a legend? Do you think George Graham's a legend, Stephen? Little bit before my time, I'm afraid. Fucking so. nicely batted out there, mate. <laughs> nicely batted out. I'm gonna leave that to the comment section. If when we go up, uh, if when we go up, I still won't like him. But you can't agree, can't argue with his success with a low budget. No, you can't. No, you can't. Oh, okay, I thought it was. I thought it was, guys. Yeah. Um, those of you who wondered why I asked that question, there's a website called Millwall History. Um, find it on Google. We'll post a link in the description, possibly. But Gary is worked on it for years and years uh, and has put in a hell of a lot of work into it. And if you want to find out anything about Millwall history, Millwall past players, stats, scores, you name it, it's on there. And he has put a hell of a lot of work and effort uh, into doing that and considerably a lot of uh, hard-earned time and money I think it's probably gone into it to maintain it but it is um, a fantastic site uh, and check it out if you haven't already uh, just google Millwall History you'll see it come up uh, but it is a great 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 website um, we go on there and get bits and pieces from it so yeah it's a, it's a great website to use there we go guys plug for you uh, if we go up, what's the odds Wallace comes back? No. I don't think the club will want him, to be honest. And I don't also, want I don't him. think, yeah, I don't think 
um, him and Rowett get on. I think he feels a bit hard done by, um, uh, you know, depending what the rumours are, what you believe and what you don't. But I think that um, there was more of a, a falling out um, why he left more so because allegedly we offered him the same money. I don't know if we did or we didn't. I don't really care. Uh, he left um, for pastures new and that's it. As far as I'm concerned, he's, um, he's gone. Oh, go on, Steve. Click through those comments. I need to find my charger. I just need to find out where we actually in. Otherwise, we won't so, have a show. Oh, there we go. Uh, if we go up, how many of the current team are signing their own transfer request? I don't think any of the players would want to leave if we're go up. Um, if we're Jed never got us Prem. KL for the goal that took us to the FA. Come back to that one, Alex. Hang on one sec. Come back. Just let us know what you mean on there. Um, are you saying that the current team will want to stay, or are you saying that they're leaving and try to go to another Prem team? Um, just to let us know. So yeah, go on. Um, Jed never got us Prem. The thing with that, look, I'll save that for when we come on to Jed Wallace. We'll come back to that one. Um, Kale, the goal to the cup final. Yeah, modern football makes it much harder for players to become legends. I do agree with that. Um, again, not to, again, just touching back on the Neil Harris the Neil Harris thing. Harris made a comment, didn't he, that he said that he hoped someone would break his goal scoring record um, one mm. day. I That comment there is the reason why I don't think it that will will happen or it will take something exceptional for it to happen because if anyone's any good they get they get bought someone comes in for them can they? i can i be controversial now away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.